0: Hello and welcome again to another edition of this week's Unedited. And of course, uh, it's your time to shine as our loyal listeners. 0891 208. That's the number here in studio. You can dial me right now. Want to know from you what's your top story for the week that was. Now, we started the week on a bad footing. The ratings agency Moody's warning that South Africa's economy slide into recession in the second quarter and it will exacerbate the fiscal and monetary challenge that the country is currently facing. And that's why we're also asking you that question this morning. The ratings agency is the last of the big three international agencies to put South Africa's long-term foreign currency debt in investment grade. Kevin Davies, he is the business editor at the Mail and Guardian, had this to say about this and other stories of the week as our first editor.
1: The one would be the appearance of Marcus Uyster in Parliament on the Starnoff story. And then we have obviously generalized kind of stuff around the economy, all the bad news fit to print. And one that I've not followed too closely, but obviously is a very big kind of story for both South Africa and the continent, is the MD, MTN issues with Nigeria.
0: All right, those are the three top stories for Kevin. Let's start off with Steinoff. What was the angle and why is that story so important?
1: I think in many respects, you know, the the one was the, the collapse caused enormous loss of shareholder value. And there we're talking like ordinary pension people. We're obviously also talking about state pensioners. And so um, clearly both regulation and the public sector matters, but regulation in the private sector matters equally. And I think there's obviously been, correctly, a lot of fingers pointed at uh, the Zuma administration and for the issues that it has created um, on the one hand. But this is, you know, the private sector must be held to account as well. And so here we have this apparent, this massive collapse. We have a story of, you know, call it accounting irregularities or fraud. And we have um, the sort of leading figure, Marcus Uyster, the chief executive, uh, kind of, I don't know, living sort of invisibly, but there apparently no kind of formal proceedings against him.
0: And it looks like the parliamentarians didn't really get any answers from Marcus Uyster. They were not any wiser after that one. Yeah,
1: you know, in some ways it shouldn't be their job. I mean, um, I wouldn't be crit- critical of them calling him in. But, you know, you need heavyweight. Police and uh, prosecutors with forensic detail on, on something as complicated as this. I mean, I think they were right to call him in. And, um, mm-hmm. But I think most ordinary South Africans would like to have seen a, a warrant for arrest by now, You know, even if it was on a parking ticket to proceed with more serious stuff later
0: then uh, the recession of course south africa is, uh, wants to recover as soon as possible from this recession but it it's a uh, it's it, it it we saw it coming because the second quarter just uh, took us into that recession
1: yeah you know a couple of things there the one is that um we had an extraordinarily good uh, year last year in terms of uh, uh crops um it was like an all time record so we were never going to quite expect uh to you know remain at that level, perhaps. So I think the point is that, you know, we've been, we've been ground down like week after week, one bit of bad news after the other. And this kind of really hammered home. Um, that's the one point I'd make, but the other one is that, you know, South Africans are just so much more aware now of these issues than they were like, even say five years ago, you know, things like credit rating agencies, were not on most ordinary people's radar. And uh, issues of like recession technical recession stuff they also the I, I, I think it's fair to say that didn't have the kind of hold and and people weren't engaged with it in the way that they are now, and I think it's really good that that has happened But this is like wow, is this like Armageddon is it the end of the world? you know economies do um grow and they retract and And there's a lot of factors against us at the moment. And a lot of these are self-inflicted. And there's a lot of reason to be worried. But it isn't the end of the world, you know?
0: Now, yesterday, the president did say that South Africa will recover from this recession. Now, when he staked staked his reputation, really, on economic revival, when he took over from the former president, Jacob Zuma, whose tenure that was was plagued, really, by scandal and investors welcome his ascension to power. But it doesn't seem like it's going to be an overnight success
1: problem is that what Zuma did to us and, and his wider administration and you know the ruling party must take some responsibility for this too is that it really destroyed a lot of institutional capacity and it, in- it destroyed a lot of confidence systematically over a long period of time. And you don't just pick that up from one week to the next. And the other thing is if you wanted to fix the problem, the kind of global climate, economic conditions are against you at the moment because there's so much we swing against emerging markets uh, in favor of developing markets, and, and we get caught up in all, all of that. So this is why you should really you know, run your economy well, efficiently, equitably, when times are good, because when you try and fix things when the times are bad, as they are now, not doubly different difficult it's much much more difficult
0: now a story that you said uh, you haven't covered that much but it's a it's a very important story especially for South African businesses and that's MTN because Nigeria uh, hands South Africa's MTN a two billion rand tax bill this is not the first time though
1: well it goes back a bit but there's also a claim for eight billion dollars in terms of money that they say should have not the Nigerian government says should not have been taken out the country so the total claim now is an excessive uh, MTN's market capitalization. And, uh, you know, if you want to think about trying to understand the Nigerian point of view, the minimum is they've done a very poor communication job. But the critics say, and I think the body of opinion suggests the critics are right, is that Nigeria is really kind of setting itself up as an environment where it's not conducive to do business, that mm-hmm. um, there's no regulatory certainty and the government is kind of essentially maybe your enemy and, and will, will act in a way that threatens your, your very existence. So, um, you know, that is just, just no, way to, yeah. no way to behave. Uh, I certainly was like a big investor.
0: All right, Kevin, let's look at the week ahead.
1: Well, I think it's more of the same. Uh, there's uh, quite a lot of data coming out this week, like manufacturing numbers, retail sales and so on. And I'm guessing it's going to be more bad news. Uh, and Zonda, the Zonda Commission um, continues. Um, and we are finding, I think, progress there in terms of uh, sh- uh, you know, shining more light on, on what happened and bringing... Making more connections, I think. We one just hopes, and I think the Ramaphosa government is saying this, is that to the extent that the hooks cook, and other authorities are capable, that they proceed with their own uh, prosecutions and investigations in the meantime, and that we don't wait for some kind of Zondo outcome before... You know, I think what, what most ordinary South Africans want to see is we want to see the crooks definitely in court and probably in jail.
0: Well, that was Kevin Davey. He is the business editor at the Mail and Guardian. And uh, that was our first editor for the week that was and the week ahead. So what's your take on it? would like to get your thoughts on 0891 104 208. What was your top stories that was top of mind for you this week and the week ahead? 0891 104 208. On the SMS line, this one says unsigned. Elvis, the recession is just another brick in the wall of the ANC incompetence and mentality of self-service that has bankrupted South Africa. It started with the arms deal, says that one on the Facebook page. And uh, I beg your pardon, that was on the SMS line. Bramor Bavromagana in Bloemfontein says the impact of this recession lies in the plastic bag which we buy groceries with. During Jay-Z's era, I could fill up four plastic bags with just 100 rand groceries. But now I can't even fill Two plastic bags. Let's bring back Jacob Zuma. #Hashtag Else President Cyril pours our loners to China. Bibi Mia says, "Brace yourself." The ninth of the ninth, twenty eighteen. Are you on cloud nine? Raindrops keep falling on my head. Let it rain, let it snow, let it rain. Elvis, we all must save for that rainy day. The wallabies down, the box down under. Libya draw with Bafana in the rain. Impossible is nothing. Konnichiwa! Naomi Osaka beats heroine serena I'm an African. Brian, my beloved country. It's Biltong Day today. Have a handful of Biltong today. Happy 90th birthday, Chief Buttelezi. Halala! Ramaphosa moving South Africa forward. Let's work hard and pray harder. Kosi sikilele Africa. God bless Africa. Have a super-duper splendiferous Sunday. Brace yourself, says Bibi Mia on the Facebook page. Now, you can do exactly the same, and you can tweet us at the same time on the hashtag The Weekend View, and I'll take some of your comments in a short while again. Now, we're still looking at the week ahead and the week that was. Tsepo Bukhani is our senior reporter here at the SABC is joining us in studio this morning. A very good morning to you, Tsepo. Good morning, Elvis. Your top stories for for
2: the week that was, our top stories. The big story was the fire, uh, uh, Elvis. Um, the fire, the devastating fire at the Bank of Lisbon building. Um, I mean, it got us glued to to our television screens. I mean, the whole week uh, where we saw um, three firefighters. You know, unfortunately, losing their lives. I mean, that's a very sad um, story. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the this fire has. Um, you know, put in the spotlight some of the things that um, needed to be done that have not been done or, you know, were not being done. For yes. example, um, here I'm thinking about the building. We've um, covered stories here on SABC. We also spoke to um, unions like Neha, who were saying that for years they've been raising issue about the occupational health and standard mm. um, of the building, that uh, the building was not up to, to standard. It didn't meet the the compliance. I mean, even uh, the infrastructure MEC, Jacob Mamabolo, uh, considered that it was 21% compliant. I mean, you can imagine. Mm. Um, so now saying that even their members were suspended when they try and raise the issue about the safety of the building. Now it has happened, the building caught fire, uh, it has burned down. Unfortunately, three people have died. But also it puts in the spotlight the issue of uh, the the unsafe buildings Mm. in the city centre because even the the, the Premier told us that um, there are I think eight more buildings in the city centre that are not uh, safety compliant. So this has raised those issues. One of the safety of buildings Two, there's another issue about um, the facilities, or should I say, equipments for for, for firefighters. I mean, because there are also concerns that were raised by firefighters to say that. And it's not a new issue. Remember there was, I'm not sure what year was it, but we also lost firefighters because they told us that they were sent into the fire unprepared, ill-equipped, and and also this has come back to, people people are saying that, you know, even this time uh, there were not enough fire uh, fire engines and uh, the equipment also. So those Two issues, uh, Elvis, the the unsafe buildings, the issue of equipment for firefighters. Mm -hmm. I think this fire has... You know, put these uh, two issues in the spotlight. Uh,
0: yeah. there, there was one of the papers that uh, were actually ran with that particular story in terms of the shortage of uh, mm. firefighting vans and, and equipment and yes. so forth. But there was another issue also there at that I don't know if that was one of the angles, the uh, the angle of arson as well as uh, irregular uh, uh, tender uh, tenders being uh, given to people to fix up these buildings.
2: That's a question that uh, we asked uh, Remember uh, the MEC for Health? Uh, she had to cut short a trip in China. To come and see because this health, the health department is one of the uh, the department that's housed at this building. Mm-hmm. She told us we asked those questions because there there was um, allegations going around that um, the department because where the fire started at the twenty third building, mm-hmm. it's where I think the department of health is um, it's 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 at. So apparently there's um, allegations that there's a corruption investigation going on and that there could have been this could have been arson, maybe someone trying to, you know, to pen the documents pen the evidence or stuff like that but what the MEC told us was that, yeah well, that will form part of the investigations that are uh, going ahead, Mm -hmm. Um, so it will be interesting to to, to see um, how true this is and and, and if this was an act of arson this fire is raising a whole lot of issues and also now, moving forward, what will happen to the the staff are they going to be accommodated elsewhere, what about those documents that 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 penned. I mean, mm-hmm. how crucial are those documents? Will they be able to uh, get them? Did, did they have mm-hmm. a backup or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that? Yes. Because, I mean, they talk to the deliverer of, of services also. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine there's probably, like... Um, uh, document like receipts for 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 service providers because mm. I'm sure you've read and we also covered stories about you know the sheriffs of the court coming and and taking the the furniture yes. from the department because <laughs> service providers were not being paid uh, mm. so you, there's invoices there there's a yes. lot of documents that yeah
0: I can tell you I can I'm sure this is going to be your story looking at the week ahead as so, but ne- let's go to your next story. Our next story it's the
2: we we got an exclusive uh during this week uh, Elvis about there were um, uh, planned attacks uh remember there were, the were the lootings that happened in soweto recently uh whereby uh, people um, were looting uh, shops belonging to foreign nationals and we got a tip of uh, that there was going to be these big meetings um uh, this big meeting where by you know the landlords that provide space to foreign nationals they rent out their properties to, to foreign nationals to operate their shops from. Um, they were saying that you know the residents in Soweto they were planning uh, these attacks actually this weekend that they were planning attacks to say that you guys are providing space for, for the foreign nationals to operate the shops. Now there was this thing about the expired food that led to this outbreak of the violence and 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 and, and, and the looting now um the meeting did um, uh, uh. Was organised, but it, it didn't happen. But we managed to, sp- to speak to some of the landlords who were expressing uh, a concern, and they were, they were feeling very uneasy mm-hmm. that this thing was going to happen. And I think there was there's no smoke without fire. It didn't happen, but there's tensions. But for the fact that even the police were there and they were on higher alert because they also confirmed that they they had intelligence to say that there were these planned attacks that were going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you know, probably the the waiters has gone around that you know probably this. Um, They've been found out. But we're not leaving the story unattended. We are still uh, on top of it. We're not taking our eyes off the ball. But we are focusing on the story because, you know, you never know. I mean, these things could could, could happen. So uh, it's one story that we also looked at. um, But, yeah, yeah. Also, the, the train collision, uh, remember there was this train collision that happened. Also, it's a story that has been going on. I mean, Prasa, the the, the old trains, the yeah. issue of uh, the signaling failures, I yeah. mean, it happened from time to time. So, even human error was blamed from this for this one, saying that they were not using the digital system, using the manual system. So, those issues, I mean, we need mm-hmm. to keep asking the tough questions as to when are we going to get proper... Mm-hmm trains new trains proper waking signals because i mean the, the 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 images of people hanging out of uh overcrowded trains i mean we we are a we we are in we are a country that's we, we shouldn't be seeing such stuff uh, elvis because we're trying to to put to to be you know on par with other developed uh, countries but we can't be having these images for on a daily yes. basis, and yeah. of
0: course, so we know that uh, uh, Transnet uh, Prasa bought some new trains, and they were too big for our <laughs> rail, so now we can't even <laughs> use those. But let me just go back to the foreign national story. Uh, did you have a chance to to maybe engage also with the foreign nationals uh, or their communities in relation to what the tip-off that we had from the? The from foreign basically?
2: nationals are, are very scared. Uh, they were saying that you know they also they've heard about those rumors, but um and and they were not taking anything to ch- to chance mm. because um i mean even now when you drive around soweto you can see that some of the their shops are still are still uh, uh, shut uh it's one it's one of those who are, whose shops are still open. but you can you can get you can sense the tensions. Uh, I mean, uh, in the location. So those are uh, the stories that we we we're looking at. Um, but as, as I say, we we're not taking our eyes off the poll. We we're going to go back uh, and monitor the story because uh, it's not the story that um, we, we we can leave to chance. Mm-hmm.
0: So we had uh, we had foreigners and we had the trains. And is there another one that you have? Or uh so- mm-hmm for, for, for at, at the moment I, I think we'll
2: look at the stories that uh, for us that will um, uh, take us into the, the the next week yeah
0: let's take a look at that
2: I think I think the fire story Elvis um, mm-hmm. you'll agree with me that it's not a story that that uh, Will go away anytime soon, um, considering what I've just told you. But also, we hear that Nehau is also planning to go to court yes. uh, because they're saying that uh, they can't allow their members to go into this mm-hmm. unsafe building, so they need the courts to to assist them. Um, there's uh, also the
0: question of accountability, and I think they spoke to that as well.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That I mean, government should 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 be held held responsible for for this because they're saying that there've been reports, like I said, there's been reports that they've been making noise about this, but it seems like uh, the their police have been falling on the ears yes, because government will tell you um, uh, the premier for instance said that uh, they just received a report last month that showed that told uh, told them that these buildings were unsafe but now will tell says that no 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 we've been raising this issue since 2014 2017. Mm. um that these buildings were unsafe so um I think it will be interesting to 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 hear what the courts we'll see, and also looking at um, the fact that, you know, people need to be housed elsewhere, I mean, uh, uh, services need to be rendered, the, the mm. clinics need to run um, uh, so what, what happens now uh, moving forward and, and some of the damaged r- uh, records you know, how important are those mm. will that impact on the delivery of, of services on the ground? Also, there's another story that we're looking at uh, whilst we're talking on the issue of health in Cidibane, in uh, on the Val uh, we've heard that uh, there have been uh, there are nurses on strike mm. and apparently most clinics have been have not been Operating optimally, so you can imagine the kind of impact on the ground. But what we we heard from the Public Servants Association, which is representing some of these striking workers, is that they were accusing. I, I think the the one the removal of a district director, whom they accused of nepotism. Mm-hmm. So this has gone peak. It has affected the delivery of services. So if if clinics are not operating, I mean you can imagine the kind of mm-hmm. disaster that we are likely to see. So it's the story that we also chasing because we are told that tomorrow. The going to be this big meeting that's going to happen whereby they also will be looking at at, at, at this thing as to you know the mm-hmm. impact on, on this on the ground. And also the memorial service not to forget there's going to be this memorial service for the firefighters, Elvis, but that's also will give us an opportunity also to to tap into the to speak to the firefighters about you know the challenges that they yeah, face they on face the ground. Because yeah.
0: That's that's an ongoing story. That's an
2: ongoing story. So yes.
0: Bukhani, uh thank you so much our acting assignment editor here at the SABC.